right, hello, welcome to Dailyish for Friday, May 29th. It's uh, balmy, seven, maybe eight degrees now. Hopefully, it will warm up today. This is not a weather podcast. Uh, this is a special edition. It's the hundredth episode of Dailyish, actually, and uh, yeah, you can hear there's a special guest as well. Um, uh, I just wanted to say though, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for whoever is sticking around to listen to this. Because as much as I say it's not about stats and downloads, it's definitely about stats and downloads. So. <laughs> There's around 180 to 100 of you that stick around and listen to each episode. Aside from that one time iTunes featured it and there was like 500 and something downloads. <laughs> but obviously 400 of them didn't want to stick around and come back. So nuts well, to them. They're waiting for the weather report. I know. Yeah, exactly. So that voice you hear uh, with the birds in the background is from sunny. Let's get the weather from Austin, Texas, Christopher Schmidt. Uh, it's a nice 75 degrees in Austin, Texas. How's the traffic down there? <laughs> Traffic's doing great. Let me just get in the helicopter here. It's uh, it's cleared up now with traffic, uh, with uh, worst hour being over now. But uh, yeah, it's doing great. Good, good fully. <laughs> that's uh, so that's like twenty four degrees Celsius. That's you're, yeah, nice, nice day out there in Austin. Yeah. You didn't get flooded. I heard about some crazy floods. Uh, no, we are uh, we are stocking an arc of uh, <laughs> two of every uh, artisanal micro craft beer. <laughs> uh, it's because it is getting a little crazy out there, but uh, yeah, it, it's been the wettest uh, spring ever. I, I moved here like five, six years ago. This is the wettest spring ever, and so we've you know we've had some flooding and uh, some you know it's been you know still sad. I mean, there's just homes lost and you know, families you know just. But uh, it's uh, we were in a major drought for the last two years, and we're like twenty feet from filling our our major lake here of. Uh, of water after being like two years in the drought so wow. it's 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 and that almost happened overnight so <laughs> yeah so intense flash flooding almost or whatever yeah yeah crazy well this isn't weather and this isn't a flood podcast but uh you're here to chat about uh don't limit yourself man don't limit I know. Yourself. <laughs> i've been thinking i maybe i'm too too wide open i, I need to focus <laughs> I need to niche niche down as the marketers say uh no we're talking gonna talk about you too uh, that's a uh, passion interest of mine and yours as well. Mm. We uh, That's actually how we met, right? Perfect. I think we discussed this last time you were on talking to you, but we yeah. both helped out with u2log.com, which I, yes. I'm still sad has gone away. But Yeah, but, you know, uh, you know, there's plenty of people who have more time and volunteer time than, than we do. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, like, I am amazed by how much time they, they have. But, you know, and um, we're both web professionals too. So, I mean, like the person who has like, I think, you know, who sites I check out, like, are, uh, like, at youtube.com. And I mean, his, uh, his, his main job is like search engine optimization and search engine placement and stuff like that. So, you know, of course his sites would be awesome. You know? <laughs> <It's> all, <laughs> of course you'll be able to find his stuff on the web, but, uh, but he's going to run the web as long as we have. So, um, so it's pretty cool. So yeah, it's playing at youtube.com. Yeah. But yeah, I still, I, I still miss our, our site because, uh, because, uh, Von B, you know, Carolyn, she always had like a nice, a very interesting point of view, which is, you know, I guess not, I hate seeing the word interesting, but she had a different point of view than most fans. And uh, I appreciated that, you know, her, whenever she started blogging about YouTube and yeah. stuff like that too. So, so I miss that a lot. So. Yeah, I missed actually, in like, never mind whatever connection she had, but also the, just the U- European angle I, th- yeah. I found anyways. A lot of the, well, the at YouTube site is an American site, I think, for the most part. Yeah. And, uh, but... 
I don't actually since YouTube log disappeared. I haven't really kept up with like YouTube rumors that much. I mean, I'll see tweets yeah. and stuff, but I don't read yeah. blogs the way I did or YouTube blogs anyways the way I used to. That's for sure. Yeah, I used, I, I check every once in a while because like, hey, isn't there supposed to be an album dropping? And then and then I usually I usually check it like every month or so or something. Like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's um yeah, I don't check them as much as that because uh yeah the album's gonna come when it's gonna come you know so it's not much uh worrying about it it's gonna be, it'll probably get here sooner yeah <laughs> what's uh, uh how is the 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 recent album I, I think i had you on when it first came out but how how is it sitting we'll get to the tour stuff but the the actual just the album itself how is it sitting with you now i know that you've had a few spins of the dlp <laughs> Oh, did we lose you to the birds? I think we lost Chris to the birds. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. There you go. I can hear you. Hey. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I, I hear the birds, but I don't think they're that loud. But I guess that could be... No, I lost... There's some Skypey loss there for a second. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was I was asking you, how how do you think the... How does the new album sit with you now? Oh, I think it's... Um, I think when we did the... We talked about the episode. We talked about the infamous like Apple drop, you know, like they they touched fingers, yeah, uh, yeah, and they uh, we all had an album in our iTunes, and uh, I, I thought that mix was really flat, and when they re-released it, the uh, the full tracks, they did that, you know, uh, songs for innocence plus uh, updates. They they added a new mix to the to the audio, and I feel like that mix is actually stronger and uh, and better for for the tracks. Uh, they didn't seem as flat, and then, um, and I, I feel that the I feel it's a really good album. You know, I feel like it's a, a strong album. I feel like it's. Um, uh, I, I like the songs. I just feel the content is a little too navel gazing for uh, a punk band. You know, so it's kind of, I like the concept doesn't really sit well with me. Like, yeah, we're punk, and uh, we want to show you our punk roots, and that's why we're like the biggest rock band, thirty, forty years, forty years later. To talk to you about our punk roots, you know, right. just, you know just, and these like melodic songs, and uh, so just like, I, yeah, and, like, <laughs> and the in U two style, they can't do an album that's like where they have they aren't talking a ton about <laughs> yeah themselves, Bono's mom, right. Right. Irish past, you know, or whatever. Which actually yeah. they haven't like they've had the sort of like the early eighties style of like this is our heartbreaks and our country's mm-hmm. heartbreaks and then they kind of went away from that yeah style of of sort of heart in your sleeve kind of songwriting or whatever and then now this is a bit of a return to that but right. i know it's it's tough not to have a it's it's hard to have a conversation about you two where people aren't all cynical and jaded <laughs> i find anyways with like real and i come to the conversation cynical and jaded to begin with so it's gotta <laughs> be like it's gonna but 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 like also on the flip side like could it be the most punk thing to do is to come back 30, 40 years later to make a punk, you know, album about your punk roots and then just sing about your mom. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, I don't expect you two to come out with a green day album, you know, and, uh, and, yeah. say, and try to pass it off. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. as a punk album. So, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, but I enjoy the, I draw the, the tracks where they are. I think it's the most Joshua tree ish. We'll ever see you two ever again in, in a new recording. You know, right. I felt like, yeah, I think that's my that's a good kind of, that's my kind of impression right now, and uh, and some tracks, uh, you know, were, and, um, yeah, I think the 
the last three quarters of the album I like more than the first quarter. And so there's like some Cedar Wood. I think I just, you know, the album track, the studio track just does not sit well with me. But, uh, you know, we transition to talking about the tour. But uh, I, I love Cedar Wood uh, Road as a live track. I just, I think that's a really, it's, I think it's playing very well. And um, the way they have it set up for, um, uh, for the tour itself, the visual stuff, we can talk about that later if you want. I don't know. But uh, I think that's a really great song. I, I'm really enjoying that one. Yeah, that's what, and I'm sure, like, if whoever, like, you mentioned Green Day or whatever, like, I'm sure this is true of most fans of bands where you like the album version, but then you actually hear them live. Maybe this isn't true of all bands, I guess. A lot of bands probably yeah. don't perform live that well, or yeah. as well as U2 tends to, whether you yeah. love or hate U2. But the, I find, anyways, the, the songs take on a new life live, mm-hmm. and whether it's just a different solo from Edge or the way that they, you know, intersperse some other stuff in it or the visuals or whatever it is, but... Yeah. And then going back and listening to the album version is it improves the song for me even just with that sort of I don't know memory right. or whatever of the live one. But yeah, live yeah, like but. like uh, how dismantle atomic bomb. I was like, I found those tracks, uh, some of those tracks to just be um, uh, just totally flat and they don't mean anything. Like they just they don't they resonate. But the uh, like love of, uh, uh, and peace or else song uh, track off the album, I feel like the live version is just like the actual true version. Yeah, totally. Like that, yeah. the way they, the visual and the way that they sort of broke it down just to like a single yeah. drum and yeah. and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that, that actually, the last few albums, How to Dismantle and Time Bomb and No Line on the Horizon, both mm. were, and I think it's interesting, like No Line on the Horizon, definitely, even from U2's perspective, feels a bit like a oddball album uh, in terms mm-hmm. of, of how they sort of look at it now in hindsight. I'm sure, like when they go out on tour, they have to promote it, and it's the thing, and they have to just do it. But right, um, well, like, like even the last tour, like for the No Horizon um, tour, right, it, is that when they were touring and promoting the tour, it was like they just gave up on the album. Like, and they were just like, "Hey, let's look at this 360 degree uh, monstrosity we built, you know, for our, our stadium gigs." Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then and then towards the end, uh, you know, I, I hope people caught the end because like. It was like the uh, Octone Baby revival because they came out with the 25th anniversary uh, release of Octone Baby, and they, they were just playing most of Octone Baby yeah. along with you know some new something. I was just like, "Holy cow! This is like the closest you're gonna get to Zoo TV tour revival that you'll, that you'll get." So yeah, but uh, to, yeah, but, but yeah, there was still there's no mention of like no line on the horizon. Yeah, I think they, they just gave up on that one. So well, even that like the U22 album, the live collection they put out from the U2 360 uh, tour. Yeah, I'm quickly scanning it, and it's like, I think "Magnificent" and uh, <laughs> "Moment of Surrender" are the two tracks from that album that made the cut. And uh, admittedly, like when you have what are they up to, 13 albums? Yeah, it's going to be tough. But you'd think the latest right. tour would just kind of feature heavily on your live collection tour of that, right. which right. right now it seems like, anyways. We'll see again once the tour is over. But like this right. album definitely feels like it's going to have more uh, whatever legs. I don't know. In right. terms of sticking, staying power in the tour set list, anyways, I guess. Yeah. But early yeah. days, so yeah. So yeah, the tour. You, we, neither of us have been to a concert, but thanks to the wonders of the internet, and somehow, it seems like this should be illegal. But like, yeah, YouTube channels with basically full concerts streaming, recorded at the concerts, presumably right. on some sort of iPhoney type device, right, right, and yeah, put it yeah. up on YouTube and. It stays like nobody's taking them down. Yeah, because well, uh, back in the eighties, uh, Edge or U two, they they made a statement saying like 
we're okay with people recording live as long as they don't pass it off as uh, uh, like like official release or as good as a quality as their releases. And this is like in the area of like uh, something I like to call uh, cassette tapes. And, <laughs> and so it like so we didn't have like you know uh, these uh, would you call them uh, smartphones? So uh, which can do many things like uh, I, I like to call these smartphones uh, internet revolutionary devices uh, <laughs> with cameras and uh, and uh, you remember the term handicam to refer to like a, a video camera like like like. The Zoo TV tour was like filled with references to Handycam, right? yeah. but now it's like there's a video camera in each cell phone. So, but uh, but yeah, that just cracked me up. It's like I was like watching some old Z TV tours. Like, here's a Handycam. Like, what? The <laughs> and um, let's not date ourselves too quickly, Bono. Yeah, but well, uh, they actually do have a little segment where they bring someone up on stage with an iPhone yeah. or something, and they stream it out on Meerkat. Apparently, oh really? That's pretty. And. Uh, which I'm sure Twitter has been like lobbying somehow to get them on Periscope, Periscope. but but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, can, can we t- can we do a podcast about uh, Periscope? Let's just let's just let's just take a pause. Chris is a beef about Periscope. I was just uh, <laughs> it's just like so every time I try to like someone's like, hey, I'm Periscoping, right? I click on the link and it's been like a half hour since right. they've done the Periscoping, and there's no way I is there a way I don't know to view the recording. You have oh, the option, just, uh, yeah. You have the option when you, after you're done to like save the recording or whatever on Periscope's server or your Twitter servers, and the, right. so some people probably don't have that turned on. Yeah. So I can tell you from my experience, 100 percent of people do not. <laughs> and it's, so, so it's like getting a 404 pair like error, like yeah. hey, you want like a clickbait, like hey, you want to see this? Like yeah, I'll stick around for some video, you know, need some ads or whatever. Like, and it's like yeah, your user's not on right now. I was like, I know that'd be great if they saved the recording for me. <laughs> they didn't you just wasted your time it's like, oh, i've done it a couple fix. times where i've uh i've done it on a podcast like this yeah and then but obviously they only hear one half of the conversation so it's pretty <laughs> here i'll turn it on right now and see what happens okay, okay. tell tell me about uh what do you think of the set list so far for, for this tour oh it's great man it's pretty awesome it's probably the best thing i've ever ever heard in my life man it's pretty sweet yeah was yeah, that, no. Was that being no, facetious? It's, 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 yeah, because you can't hear me at all on your Periscope. Right? Oh, no, I'm not worried about them. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, so setless. Yeah, so far it's been... Oh, but I do want to uh, finish up the, the, the thing is that uh, for this tour, uh, the fans have already found out, and they posted this, is that you're okay to bring your cell phone in, of course, because we're, we're going to do, like, right. like t- tell you not to. Like, I mean, I, I went to a concert where they actually told you not not to bring out your phone. It was, I think it was a South Pike. Southwest concert or whatever, but uh, yeah, I was at Samsung. I went to the Prince concert at uh, sponsored by Samsung at South by Southwest, and they're like, "You can't bring out your cell phone." I was like, "Do you know this is sponsored by Samsung?" <laughs> yeah, you, I, I just want to make sure you know that because <laughs> there's a big screen that says Samsung behind the stage, you know. So right, but uh, but for this tour, you actually bring your cell phone in, uh, but they don't ask. They ask you if you don't bring any video camera that has like an actual like professional camera lens or or actual like you know add-on or whatever like that to, to increase the um, thing. So, so it's more of a use your personal phone for your personal like collection and memory collection, and that's okay. And so, and, and I think they realize that it'll go up to YouTube uh, videos with that and some of that too. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah. So, but it is funny because they they like um, the videos are you know now obviously like the iPhones are recording in 1080p or 720p right. HD, and the sound is 
decent. Like the there, there's something in the iPhone. Like it used to be, you'd record with your cell phone and oh, yeah, video, you yeah. just get blasted by the bass. And it probably <laughs> yeah. also is the like the this tour sound. Speaking of sound, for yeah. some reason, it's like this revolutionary idea. This tour to put hang speakers throughout the stadium or the mm-hmm. concert venue instead of yeah. just blasting it from the stage, which seems like. Uh-huh. Uh, not a shouldn't be the revolutionary in 2015, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But maybe it's just so the, the scale they can do it at now, or something, or the technology and speakers has caught up such that they can do that. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me why it's so like amazing. And because I think you get like a whole bunch of feedback if you did that way usually. So they've actually uh, did some new technology where they can actually make it work. Where like they deliver the sound at the right time. Oh yeah. For this for different speakers, so the Edge has been working on this for the company forever, and so I think they finally got it to working, and then. Uh, the sound system guy, um, uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, the tour manager or not that, that recently passed away, but uh, but he's been working on that for forever. And um, Joe, yeah, Joe, something. Joe, like. yeah, Joe, yeah, it's not Dennis, it's Joe. Um, and he's been working on that. And so, but the, but they also have speakers, you know, around the stage uh, for people who are who are up close, so they could get to hear because uh, they're they're packed in, yeah. in general, you know, general standing type of thing. So yeah, so they, they've. You know, they worked hard on speakers, you know, and trying to get the sound just right, especially for arena. So it's, it's, you know, it's going to be an interesting show. And so, but yeah, so like I recorded video from um, the 360 tour of, uh, I think it was like Bobo Surrender, and you just can't hear anything on that iPhone. It's just yeah. like recording. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, thanks, Chris. Here's a thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, so so there's new sound and new audio. So but, so the video is actually turned out pretty well. But of course, you know, if it depends on how close you are to the stage and 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 what that you know, and if you can see anything or whatnot. So you just usually just see like blobs of people walking around or whatever. So yeah, I'm just gonna play a little clip from uh, the. To my ears, I don't know, it might get compressed and stuff with the podcast, but um, yeah. it's actually pretty good for being a fan created video. Yeah. And like you could see uh, if if YouTube was doing, it's interesting you brought up the Zoo TV tour, because like if YouTube was doing Zoo TV now right. and had this sort of ambition of an understanding of tech socially, like they tried to back with Zoo TV, they kind of don't really get it these days, it seems. But mm-hmm they could definitely harness some like crazy app where everybody records the concert on their phones, uploads mm-hmm. it to this magical Google thing that like stitches together the whole concert from like, right. You know, whatever, 5,000 different cameras that are spread around the, the stadium. But anyways, that's another discussion. What I love right. about, um, what looks like, like from the videos and stuff is the stage layout where it has this mm-hmm. super long, whatever catwalk, I guess, from yeah. like the main stage out to like a B stage, which is like a U2 staple thing now of having a B stage. But the B stage is like the other side of the arena almost. Right. And so, and you've got, so basically everybody in this, the stadium has like potentially front row seats almost. Right. Um, to the concert, which is kind of, yeah, it's just right. crazy awesome. Right. So like in, in America where we have uh, what's called football. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a, it's a American football, but uh, it's a, there's a, a stadium called it's a, the, where the Dallas Cowboys play. 
And the Dallas Cowboys Stadium has something that's really unique: is that uh, it's like the world's largest like uh, indoor TV screen, and it, it's it's like this huge monster LED screen that is attached to the ceiling of this indoor stadium, and uh, it spans almost like this. It's just it's just huge TV that goes um, you know from one end zone to another to the other end zone, or as uh, other people say, goals. I guess, but, uh, and so it's just, so it's just this huge, like, thing that kind of splits the, uh, stadium in half, right? That down the middle, if you will. And so, um, and the funny thing is, I'll speak about tours is that, uh, when the 360 tour came in and they went to Dallas, they actually had to pay, um, the, the, the stadium folks, uh, like, I think on part like one to two million dollars to actually raise that, their, their screen about two feet up. So that the so so that the claw, uh, the stadium set could actually fit underneath it. <laughs> so it was because so tall. But uh, yeah, so and I think you know looking at that that so so that means that they actually saw the Dallas you know stadium and they saw like how like this thing that kind of split the screen split the stadium and so they kind of like I felt like they kind of lowered uh, you know the screen down to the stage and kind of split the split the arenas now not 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 stadium but arena. Yeah, and so they they can have this LED display, and so and LED display has been you know a part of YouTube tours since uh, the Pop Mart, right? So they they had like TVs uh, during Zoo TV tour, but they didn't have LEDs. Really came in, to, you actually have like a blue LED for the Pop Mart tour, so they, you could actually have like RGB uh, like you know television screens now uh, yeah. with the LEDs Pop Mart, and so they've been having LED screens since. Since then, and so they've, they 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 know what they're what they're doing, especially you know with the LED screens, and so so the screen that just splits the splits the middle and have a catwalk that goes about above it, and so they they use I mean, almost every trick in the book visually to to make it work, like to do some cool things. So like the song we just played, I used to play was at Cedarwood Road, and um, so they actually um, stretch the LED display so that you actually have like there's like lights that can go in, you can actually see behind pixels and you know and the lights display and so they have this big tv and bono is walking uh you know you know kind of like superimposed on this tv screen and the the image that you see is uh it's kind of like this old like sesame street uh tv kids like illustration yeah. of, of of his neighborhood and what it looks and so then you see about bono walking the real bono walking through this like tv screen as because he's actually like no he's actually there physically walking behind the led screen and so he's so he's you know singing the song shutting down the you know the whole like you know arena doing this with his led screen so it's like it doesn't you know just who else but like you two can do that you know just it's crazy yeah and the well let's like so there's the catwalk going down the middle of the stadium like you're saying or yeah. arena and then this like raised catwalk like you're saying behind right. I don't know if it's two screens. It must be a screen on either side, right? Like for both yeah, sides. So, yeah. so it's yeah, like two so. screens, and in between the two screens is that catwalk. And it mm-hmm. creates this awesome visual of like the guitar player Edge, you know, walking on the main catwalk, and then Bono's actually above him walking right. the other way on that catwalk. And so you get this like rather than and it's it's um fairly synchronized for that song, obviously, like as far as the video clips to what they're doing, and so they have to play in time with that. It's not it's not like they can abandon the script, so to speak, for uh-huh. that song, but it, it does allow for spontaneity in terms of the the overall set list. They're not tied to like uh-huh. they sort of have. It seems like anyways different segments where they're like, okay, now we're doing this segment, right? And we have to from start to finish, we're going to do that. But we could change this segment to be over here or add this song in afterwards or or whatever. And then, uh, but that that's um, 
the way they've incorporated that screen, I think just as soon as I saw it in practice, because they in beforehand you saw the stage layout without mm-hmm. the screens, and it kind of was like, oh well, yeah, of course they're doing the B stage and the long right, catwalk, yeah. but with that screen there, which projects not just obviously like drawings and stuff, but also concert footage. Right. So like half sometimes like some of the footage you see from people is like you're standing, you're like whatever that would be, 40, 60, 80 feet away from the main stage, but you're right. looking up right in front of you at this massive yeah. picture. TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah, TV of Bono or whoever, whatever this, the, right. the video footage is of. And yeah. so you're kind of like still right there in, or some of the photos I've seen are like, you know, Bono doing some Bono move thing on the screen and the edge is right below him and it kind of yeah. creates this interesting juxtaposition of yeah video and performer and yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a good, uh, you know, if, you, if I went to art school, so I, said, I can definitely see a good paper on, uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I were back in school, I'd probably write a paper on like U2 and the tours and the design stuff. Because I mean, I feel like, you know, because uh, they've, been, they've been employing, U2 uh, has been employing uh Video artists since Pop Mart, you know, and do TV tour. So yeah, so they, you know, like there's actually people who do video art, you know, VHS. People don't, you know, know about that, but, uh, but yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they can go to a museum and actually go to, you know, see people doing video art, and uh, and it's just looping video sometimes. Sometimes it's, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, I think it's just a great visual. And you know, when I saw the layout for the floor plan, you know, which is just this like, it's supposed to. It can't be. It's like here's like. One end of the stage will have all the equipment, most of the equipment, and it shows this long catwalk to the, which is long, very long catwalk to the B stage. And there's this like, wow, that's, it's, so it's a really long letter T, right? So it's, so I thought like, this would be a really boring tour, but with the, with the LED screens, like we've been seeing little sneak pics, you know, at uh, the YouTube videos and the, and the photos from fans. It's just it's like, wow, they've, you know, they actually thought this one through a lot. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah, that's what's uh, I, the same thing. I wasn't at all actually that excited about the tour and wasn't really too concerned if I didn't. Where I live, it's a little bit of a jaunt to get to somewhere that they would, uh, it's a flight somewhere anyways, at least to get to somewhere that they'd be playing. And uh, and so it wasn't, and they're not playing any, on this leg of the tour anyways, they haven't announced anything anywhere close other than Montreal Vancouver. or Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but I wasn't that bummed about missing it, but now that I'm starting to see and hear stuff from the tour, I'm like, oh, shoot. Should have gone, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. They'll they'll likely uh, come around again. They often do. They're, they're yeah, going to Europe think, for the end of the year, I think, and then right. Break I think, it, yeah, like. yeah. I think they're trying to test out to see if um, if the song still holds. But I mean, you know, the whole like I, I, I think about it, they're kind of like they got kind of burnt by the whole album release on the on the iTunes thing and, and the backlash, which is kind of a little a little dis not warranted, you know, too much, but, uh, I felt like, Oh, let's just see what happens. But even, you know, we talked about it in the last, uh, podcast you had me on was that we talked about the, just if 10% of the people who, uh, heard the album liked it, uh, they will sell the tour. No problem. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. And so, and they've been selling the tour like at Paris, the end of the, this leg of the tour, like just sold out and they had to add shows. So, I mean, they've been selling out everywhere they go. So I think it's, Pretty good. I think the main concern is that they want to. Um, Bono said that uh, it's like they want to see what uh, people were singing back the songs from the new album, and I, I think they, you know, I think they are. I mean, song for someone, people were singing, and you can hear in the audience. Uh, Cedarwood Road, I think people were singing. Uh, uh, the Troubles, I, I love the Troubles song. I think that's a. Um, I think it's probably the one of my favorite tracks off off the album proper. And then, um, yeah, just. 
even like a Raise My Wolves song, which is kind of a little bit oh. odd-ish sounding on yeah. the album. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you can hear the the crowd, and especially like the their the one thing I was going to say with the, what they're doing on this tour, which they they've done a little bit of, but I don't think to this degree in a long time, where they're doing like sort of staying in one place for a long time, like doing one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, like five shows in Chicago and like eight right. shows in Madison Square Gardens, um, mm-hmm. and London too, like which you know, allows people like myself, if I was, you know, you're far away, you can go, get somewhere and right. possibly hit a tour stop, um, rather than going to every single city and then along the way or whatever. And, um, there's probably just at the stage of life too, it's kind of nice to be able to <laughs> hole up in a hotel instead of having to pack up and move every five days or whatever. But, yeah. um, well, it's I think, um, Sunday, Bloody Sunday and Raised by Wolves is, uh, I think they're paired now just because the way the, uh, yeah, the theme. special uh, display because I feel like uh, um, I think they they sound great. So if you, I would definitely check out those two on video. I think if people can't get to YouTube, you. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> but also uh, the the rumor is that the diaries that, that they've actually practiced sixty songs for this tour. Um, and usually when they've gone on tour the last couple of times, they set you know they set pretty close to their set list. Yeah. They don't really deviate it deviate from it. Maybe like one or two songs, but. Um, the goal, I think, they just really wanted to have like to be able to pull from um, their catalog and, and have a different, potentially different show each night, and so it's uh, so it's good. So um, there hasn't been too much deviation, you know, to that edge, to the edge, to the end. I like researched it so far. They've only played a handful of shows, and so um, they have brought in some new songs into it that they they haven't played in a long time. Uh, but there hasn't been like this like major. Uh, shake up, you know, with like, oh, we'll just do go hold a new new set list, which, you know, they're not going to because I mean they still have like those those touchstones that they wanted to do. Like I mentioned earlier, like Sunday Blaze Sunday and Raised by Wolves is kind of it's, it sounds like it's like a really major production, uh, audio wise and studio wise. Like you know, so they push the button there, they have to have those two songs together, and then um, you know they start with Miracle of Joy Ramone, uh, and then you know they have to have start with that one, and so. So there's going to be some pieces of the set list, no matter which tour date you go to, it's going to be the same. But there's there's really room for more uh, variety, you know, in the set list this this tour, yeah, than other, than other tours. And so, and, and in fact, uh, they just did last night. Um, I'm not sure if you got the link to it or not, but some fan was in the uh, was it Roxy Theater for the uh, was it KROQ? Is it K? Right. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, they did a special performance for the uh, for the LA radio station, and uh, so some special like a norm- so I actually played like a small venue for the first time in eons, I guess, and uh, they actually played like the Ocean, Eleven O'clock TikTok, Electric Company, Sending the Clowns, uh, Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of, uh, and um, and uh, in California for the first time. So yeah, which um, those so, are like so the Ocean. Like I don't know if they've ever. I'm sure they have at some point. I don't have this the tour or their whatever the Wikipedia yeah, entry in front of me, but I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Two, 2005 was the last time they played that one. Yeah, so that was like, yeah. which is pretty crazy, and that's yeah. that's fun. I, it seems like they're having fun with the the set list and the songs that they're playing, which is good, and it'll make for an interesting tour. Because that's I, I remember reading a quote from Adam or somebody that after the Joshua Tree tour and Rattle and Hum stuff, it was like they just felt like they were on this treadmill of playing their greatest hits and that's all they could ever do. And <laughs> that was why they tried to do the zoo TV tour differently or whatever to like shake it up a bit. Yeah. And, right. and, uh, yeah. So I could see 
see, especially when they're stuck someplace, like like I said, with in LA or whatever for five or six nights, then mm-hmm. just mixing it up and having a little bit of fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, I just like it's it's. Uh, I try to give millionaires some credit, you know, some slack <laughs> that you know that they like they're destined to play great greatest hits albums, and that people want to hear them play greatest hits. Like the pain that must be. Yeah, uh, for, for millionaire uh, musicians. Yeah. yeah, I just I I try to feel some pain, but I mean, they're, <laughs> but they're not the KC Sunshine Band, you know. Just like yeah, you know, just you know, who are destined to play a limited catalog. Yeah. You know, so it's <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, but you know, kudos to them. I mean, I think uh, I think the, I feel pain is just that uh, you know they always try to be relevant and uh, and it kind of they overexert themselves to try to be relevant like with every studio release studio album release and stuff like that so and not that it's like you know like a terrible ideal to have i just feel like it's um as a fan i think i find their stuff that's not popular like uh like i think zarupa um or um a pop i i appreciate those albums more where they actually they experiment more and they kind of fail in their faces a lot more because i feel like that's more true and raw uh, to the band and yeah. um, not as polished so I feel like that's well that's where like I mean of, to go deep catalog or whatever on YouTube history that it feels like Actung Baby was kind of this accidental artistic mm-hmm. expression that happened to resonate really well with the world and so they got mm-hmm. you know artistic success credibility as well as commercial success and credibility and so right. they've kind of been in search of that perfect mix ever since it feels like and right. and yeah it, it, at this stage too where they're you know whatever 50 something years old it does mm-hmm. feel a little bit like your dad trying to be hip at the party. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, dad, you're not going <laughs> to, I, I can't be hip and I'm late thirties or whatever. Like, I don't know. It sometimes, yeah, yeah. The, the sort of over exaggerated intensity about trying to be, like I said, relevant yeah. is, uh, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So like after baby <laughs> and then I think, uh, the, uh, what's it called? What was it called? Oh, you can't leave behind. I think it was, yeah. Uh, came out at the right time, and, uh, and so uh, but yeah. So you know, they've been lucky with their career, and and also, not the lucky, but also like work hard too. So it's, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's been a rough tour as you. I, I was going to mention like the the uh, I didn't realize back in February. I guess they lost like the their longtime tour chaplain died, and then oh, wow. uh, Larry's mom or dad passed away just dad. before the tour started. Mm-hmm. And then just yes, the other day, their 33-year-long tour manager passed away. Yeah, and yeah. and Edge fell off the stage, and Bono fell off a bike. Yeah. And like, right. It's, it's kind just of uh, been a yeah. bit of a weird tour that way for them, I'm sure, emotionally and just right. the it, life stuff. And this is the first major project, you know, the album, you know, whole concept without uh, Paul McGinnis. Yeah, that's you true know, too. So, a new manager. <laughs> yeah, so actually, have two new managers. I think. Mean, they have two people taking the place of Paul McGinnis. And so, um, so it's kind of like, you know, slumber, uh, <laughs> tour, if you will. But, uh, you know, maybe they, they do need that, like, uh, naval gazing to like just reestablish and, and then look back and see, see what they can do. So, yeah. And, but, uh, but, you know, there's hints of, uh, songs for experience album dropping. I'm not really sure if that's true or not anymore, but, uh, but yeah, maybe they, you know, maybe no. Yeah. I read in the review of the Vancouver tour, like, um, startup, they, there was like a special little mini studio set up beneath the stage so they could go mm. record songs and work on stuff for this other album, which it feels like ever since the 
Actung Babies Europa kind of double package that each time they're on tour, Bono and the Edge, it seems like aspired to do that. But then probably by the time they're halfway through the tour, they're like, oh, this right. is exhausting enough. Let's just right. <laughs> scrap it yeah, and save Europa, ideas. Yeah, Zeropa yeah, just happened because I think uh, Edge just has uh, abundance of free time and had to get his mind off of, of stuff and just like just push it through. And so you just need, or you need someone on the band to, to be that, you know, right. that, that producer on, on that goes with them. So I don't know. So, yeah, I was like, wasn't his marriage breaking up or something? That's like the yeah. stuff. I don't want, want to bring it up, but, but now that you did, yeah. But, well, yeah so. We're not a gossip <laughs> podcast. But. We're a weathered podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, uh, so what was the weather like in 1993? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I think we'll need to, like, you know, like, the album will need the hero. Otherwise, it won't get released until like next year or something like that, which is going to be like, like, you know, I'm a fan, whatever. So yeah. it'll happen when it happens. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, that's Europa, like the double, you know, like Octo Baby and Zeropa was just like as a, as a fan, that was just like the best thing, yeah, that could happen. So but, yeah. a little present. All right, well, we've gone about twenty five minutes longer than I usually go on this podcast. So uh, if anybody's still sticking around, mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't a regular episode. If uh, of Chris, Chris and I long ago had a YouTube podcast together that lasted about six episodes. So we're trying to. Cram and we both agreed to like you too. I think we both like at the end of it. It was like, hey, you know what? We both like you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chris, in closing up, I guess where are you going to see? Are you going to make an effort to get out to a, a tour stop on this tour? Yeah, I, not not on this leg, but uh, probably when they come back again. I think I'll definitely do. Yeah, I definitely would if I can. But yeah, uh, I, don't know. I had I had, I had this weird vision of like going to see them in Paris at oh, the end yeah. of the tour. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but usually like as a, as a jaded fan who brings the cynical nature to fandom, um, just you two, uh, while I'm enjoying like the first like shows so far, you know, from what we can see and everything like that, um, I think they get really polished, you know, for the second leg of the tour, you know, especially it's a three leg tour or whatnot. So, um, you know, but, um, like we mentioned earlier, just like, you know, they practice 60 songs. So they sound, really crisp coming out of the, you know, coming out for the first show. So, but uh, if this is any indication, I'm hoping like the second leg, they should be really, really strong. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And uh, where can folks find you on the internet if they want to bug you about your U2 cynicism? Yeah, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Teleject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. And uh, my website, which is uh, needs updating all the time, is uh, com. Nice. Thanks for coming on, and uh, uh, thanks we'll, for having me. Yeah, we'll do it again whenever some sort of in, interesting YouTube moment happens. You're hey, my, don't uh, sell me short, man. Don't sell me short. I got plenty of weather information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, YouTube information or Austin weather updates. Yeah, some sort of tornado it. or something will happen. Hopefully not okay. too terrible, but just interesting enough to be talked about lately. Um, I'm Mike Chris on Twitter, and uh, goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 100 is where you can find this episode and links to I tried to throw links as we were talking about them to the YouTube songs concert videos that we talked about so if you want to check them out and uh, let me know if you're going to be on at one of the concert stops I'd love to actually interview somebody who post tour post concert uh, experiences to see what it was like in person and uh, have you on the show to chat about that as always um I don't know what as always is, actually. We'll just end it there. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. See you.